It is our last Brad and Brit cast for the week. We're glad you are with us. And whatever time it is, it is. Okay, uh, let me uh, <laughs> a, a choice, a, a, a three-pack here. Oh, gosh. But it's kind of a two-pack. All right. Um, pick a Ted, T-E-D, cruise or bud, or things go better with Coca-Cola unless you're Tucker Carlson. Mm. Let's do the Ted's, and I'm going to go with Wart. Local first, then go national. Ted Bud first. All right. Uh, if you're around the country or around the world, uh, one of the people who wants to get the Republican nomination here in North Carolina to succeed the retiring Richard Burr is a guy named Ted Bud. Yeah. Who's been a congressman for a couple of terms uh, in the area in which uh, Britt and I reside a true backbencher uh, not, owner of a gun store in his uh, private life yep yep um and he has done nothing as yeah. a congressman he's one of those people occupies Correct. space gets reelected because he's in the gerrymandered district and on he goes flies back and forth probably runs up a lot of frequent flyer miles and and the rest never holds an in-person uh, town hall meeting that I know of. No, uh, just one of those guys. He's just he's just there, and he's a complete Trump suck up. Mm-hmm. Never criticized, never nothing, and uh, he's going to be running at least right now for that nomination here in North Carolina against two named opponents. One is Mark Walker, also, also another a, useless a, congressman who never did anything. Exactly, and former. Governor Pat McCrory, and in the dugout, possibly ready to step out into the on-deck circle, is uh, Donald Trump's daughter-in-law married to uh, Eric Trump, or as I like to call Eric, the smart one. Really? Uh, uh, is he? Is he, though? But she's from, no, she's from, she's from North Carolina, and, and so there, there could be four. But this is what, here, here we are, what we're now... Um, all these days, three months past what happened on January 6th. And here's the quote from Ted Budd, who wants to represent this state in the United States Senate. So there will be a choice. Maybe he'll be the nominee. Maybe he won't. And this is an Associated Press version of the story. Uh, Ted Budd was among the first to announce that he would not vote to certify the presidential election results in favor of Biden on January 6th. We can analyze this sentence by sentence. All right, so he was among the first. He was one of the first people to raise their hand and and say, Trump's got a point. Yep. <laughs> he's, yep. he's absolutely uh, got a point here. We can't certify this. Now, I'm in a state, North Carolina, where Trump did win, and I'd be happy to certify the results of the state of North Carolina, but I I can't really do that because then if I do that, then how can I say other states? You get the point. Right. While he wouldn't go so far as to acknowledge that Biden fairly won key battleground states, except for North Carolina, which Trump won, so there's nothing to dispute, right? Because all states that Trump won 
on January 6th are not in dispute. They were free and fair elections. Oh, sure. That, that happened just beyond clearly questioning. Right. OK. Uh, he does consider Trump's presidency, quote, legitimate. Two more sentences. Quote from Bud. He won the vote on January 6th, and I think he is the legitimate president. I think he is. You think? So you're not sure. You're leaving some space there. Still on the fence. Not sure. And then he went through the process. I think I think there's a there's lots of question marks along the way. But at the end of the day, he is the legit president. All right. So there's going to be this uh, continuum of these crackpots running for the Republican nomination from uh, Laura Trump, who, if she gets in, she absolutely has to say that Joe Biden is not the real deal, not the real president, that the father-in-law should be the president, right? She can't, how can she say that everything was uh, on the up and up when Trump is out there still complaining, still whining, even as of today, he got on the phone with uh, Maria Bartiromo, Fox Business, the uh, morning after Joe Biden made his speech, and bitched that Joe Biden didn't give him enough credit. Didn't give him enough credit, because very often presidents give tons of credit to their predecessors. That's that's usually what they all do. Trump was effusive about Barack Obama, as you recall, all the time, right? He only had nice things to say about him. So let's put these in, in order. Laura Trump, she has to be the most pro-Trump candidate, <laughs> right? Right. Who would be in second place? Where's Pat McCrory on this? Does he believe, Does he, as if I care what he really believes, does he ever say that Trump should still be the president? That what happened on January 6th was just um, a garden party, just a, a, a wonderful... I think he's. Uh, I think friends. he's got talked out of both sides of his mouth on that thing. I think that's what no. Pat McCrory's done. Uh, by the way, that's the least surprising thing yeah. that I've ever heard. In exactly. My, in my then you got you got Mark Walker, who's a, a weasel on this. I'm sure he voted not to certify. Right. Right. I'm sure he was on on, on that list. He has to have been. Sure he did. Um, because if he wasn't, he'd have to be explaining himself. Exactly. Crazy. He could right. be getting be a candidate. Right. And and then you have Ted Budd. So here's the, the, the broader question. Is this playing out all over the country in different Republican races? Is everything on the Republican side going sure. to be, at some level, a referendum still on Donald Trump in 2022 for candidates across the board? Sure feels like it. Yeah. Sure sounds like it. This Even if it be, isn't well, being talked about right now that much by them, that's your litmus test, really, as to whether, as to whether you think that Donald Trump won the election in uh, 2020. I mean, that, that if you can't even be you can't even be in the race if you if you believe that Joe Biden legitimately won the race, right? Well, I'm trying to think what I would answer to try to uh, keep my feet on both sides of the center line if I'm in a debate and some uh, anchor person from uh, WECT in Wilmington mm-hmm. uh, to name us, says, says to me, is Joe Biden the legitimate president? Did he win the Electoral College fairly and squarely and all the votes were counted legitimately? Yes or no. And 
I'm trying to think what your answer has to be. Exactly. To to uh, you know not come off like a complete loon, and I guess it has to be something to the effect of what Ted Budd said, which is, I think Joe Biden is a legitimate president, but lots of people have lots of questions about things. And you leave it there because the anchor guy who asked you the question doesn't get to follow up, right? They That's don't it. get to follow up. And Lots of people uh, have the, questions about things. The, the only fun that where it would be would be as if a, a skirmish broke out between the candidates over this issue, over who can be the most adamant that Donald Trump was robbed. And the only way that we can vindicate this victory that was taken from Donald Trump is to elect me into the Senate so that we can turn back the uh, the evil socialism that has washed over the country in the two short years that uh, Donald Trump has been denied the throne of the presidency of the United States. And after all, it is a throne, is it not? Uh, well, he thought it was. Uh, I think you have to go even further than that. If you're a true Republican and you're running for Senate, you have to believe that the last legitimate president who was elected as a Democrat was Bill Clinton. Because you still have questions about Barack Obama's birth certificate. You don't know if that man was born in this country, so you don't know if he was a legitimate president. You still you have to carry that on, Brad. You can't give that up. I thought the last legitimate president was like Grover Cleveland or something. Remember that, that, remember that theory that, that, that they have? That, that, is that, that, is that like that's, a, that's the QAnon? That's the QAnon theory. Is that QAnon? That, that's, yeah, that's funny. That since the 1876 or something, no elections have, have counted. Uh, they have some crazy reason to to, to, to come up with that, but um, okay, all right, all right. So that's that's one Ted. Let's yes. do the other Ted. This is Ted Cruz. Uh, Ted Cruz, and I I, I noticed this uh, this morning. Uh, Ted Cruz, a little column, and it ran in the Wall Street Journal. So you write a column in the Wall Street Journal if you're a Republican like Ted Cruz, because you just want to play to the uh, cheapest and most expensive seats of right-wingedness that exist on Earth, right? Because it won't go any further. There's a paywall. You, you can't even read it anywhere unless you have have a, a subscription. So Ted Cruz, it's a real real short piece, and uh, it, it, it's uh, entitled, and it's written by Ted Cruz. Ready? <clears throat> Your woke money is no good here, and it's an attack on Coca-Cola the company, and the CEO in particular, whose name is James Quincy, who is uh, a man who was born in Britain. He went to uh, school for a time as a younger guy in the United States. His father was a professor at Dartmouth. I looked this up. And then he went back to uh, England and was uh, schooled there. He's been in the United States working for Coca-Cola and at other Coca-Cola headquarters around the world, Latin America. But, you know, he's done the whole routine for over 20 years, over maybe mm-hmm. 25 years he's been with Coke. So here comes Ted Cruz, and uh, I'll, I'll take it to the next level after uh, we, we understand what Ted Cruz is saying, that James Quincy, CEO of Coke, lives in Atlanta, headquarters of Coke, um, apparently is not an American citizen. All right. But he's only been here for 25 years. Okay. So he has no right, no right to say anything about the Georgia election laws. He has no right. And he's out of bounds. And God damn you, Coke. 
get the hell out of here, take you and your British CEO and shove him up your ass. When will he have the, when will he, when will he have the right to comment on Georgia election laws after 30 years, 32, 35? I'm I'm just curious. How, How long does he have to be here? What's the, what's the parameter on that? So, it appears, and I can't remember what the, I can't figure out what the order of this is, whether uh, Ted Cruz got this from Tucker Carlson, which is what it appears to be, because uh, Carlson said this on TV, and then mm-hmm. uh, Ted Cruz's column ran uh, today. And okay. so here is what Tucker Carlson said. <clears throat> it's not clear how long the CEO of Coke has been in this country, but just to restate, Just because you run a soft drink company doesn't mean you get to control our democracy. So so Coca-Cola, says Tucker, is very concerned about black people. I'm going to read this as sneering as Carlson speaks. Coca-Cola is very concerned about black people, which makes you wonder, hmm, since we're on the subject, how many black people have died in the last hundred years from diabetes caused by coca-cola products we don't have those numbers someone ought to find out we bet money it's far more than the minneapolis police department has killed ever how do you like that collision in an intersection of that's interesting by him now i'll go back and, and and first of all remember ted cruz in his column, announced he's no longer taking corporate money. You know, something that, that the Democrats have been doing for years, not taking corporate money. And he's acting like he is the uh, the, the greatest thing since uh, pure white snow that falls sometimes in January where we are, as if mm. he's done something miraculous because he's a Republican and he says, I'm not going to take corporate money. But what he's really saying is, I'm not going to take corporate money unless the corporations do exactly what I want them to do, okay? Unless that that money can turn into the kind of opinion and the kind of movement in our society that that we Republicans like. Other than that, I'll pretend to disassociate myself from you. But when you get the right idea about the Georgia election law, that it actually expands voting rights, and he runs through the same list of things that prove – that Georgia is doing everyone a favor, not passing any kind of legislation to constrict voting rights. Um, So uh, Tucker Carlson uh, picking that up and taking his xenophobia, and I think we have to give Tucker some credit, he's not going after a black guy. He's going after a white guy. But the white guy happens happens to have uh, been schooled in Britain. And you you know what I think? When he says that people who are like Quincy, who uh, may not have his American citizenship, but he's lived here as long as as, as most people have, and, and he, yeah, he, he knows the world, he knows the United States. When he says that someone like that is not qualified to talk about American democracy, as if the uh, minute you raise your hand, you automatically have this great knowledge that uh, imparts upon you some kind of status that, that, that makes you superior to uh, folks who aren't American citizens, th- that's that's this this bizarre xenophobia right. that <clears throat> is just just horrible. Uh, by right. the way, if you want to be mad at, at Mr. Quincy, okay, and I'm going to get mad at him now. You know why? Because he's the guy that when he was running a different division of Coke, 
he came up with the idea for those little tiny bottles, those little cans oh. you see in the store. You know, Interesting. The, like the there'll be the eight pack, and what are they like? Uh, uh, six ounces, seven ounces. It's and like a hundred calories. Bro- I think is what they're going for. It's like a hundred calorie right. thing. Right, and the brilliance of that is they cost like ninety percent of a yeah. can that's twice as big. Okay, so they—that's what I hate the guy for, for 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 being clever enough to think that people would be stupid enough to buy the same product in a smaller package. Well, but it's it's great if you have kids, isn't it? If you have little kids, isn't it like the perfect size for them? Of course, because they're not going to ask for a second one, and you're not going to give them a second one, are you? No. <laughs> well, not no. if you're a good parent. Not if not if you no, have some discipline. Of course not. Exactly. Because, <laughs> right, because uh, parental portion control is directly tied to how big the package is that the food comes in. We all it's not his fault. That's how it works. It's not his fault that you're a shitty parent. Come on. It's not, it's not the guy at Coke's fault. <laughs> right. Right. So, you know, I... I would think, uh, uh, this is objectively speaking, I think, that uh, someone who has uh, got the, the education and the smarts to be the CEO of one of the most prestigious brand names on earth, Coca-Cola, I'll bet you he knows a little bit about America. And I'll know a little, yeah. little bit think- about Atlanta, Georgia. Right. Uh, about things outside of it, uh, uh, probably a little bit better, maybe even then. Oh, say Tucker Carlson, <laughs> but yeah, who's more I, who's I more elitist? The guy, the guy who's the head of Coke has been here for twenty five years, or the guy who's the the uh, trust fund baby of the Swanson Company? Who who would know a little bit more about Georgia? I'm I'm just right. curious. And, and by the way, I'll bet you more people have died choking on bad food in a Swanson TV dinner, a Swanson frozen TV dinner. <laughs> That yeah. have uh, ever died from from Coke. Um, so, but don't don't you like that completely? Yeah, it's so stupid. Pointless throwing out dumb. of the. Uh, in a hundred years, lots of black people have died from diabetes. That can, by the way, directly be uh, uh, caused by Coca Cola, and it needs to be investigated and and proven. Right, and, and, and yeah. by the way, I, I just hope that folks cut down on their Coca-Cola consumption uh, with their one hamburger per month that they're going to be allowed. Yeah, see, uh, yeah, all of a sudden, that's so funny. Yeah, so it's, it's, uh, it's all going to work out there. All right, that's, 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 my opening, that's my opening hand. What do you got? Well, you saw the horrible news. I'm going to go ahead and put it on the screen so everybody can check it out right here. This is a, just bad news for America. GDP growth accelerating in the first quarter. It's 1.6%. Annualized, it's going to be, they think, 6.4%. Probably won't make it to that, but the, it's just the worst news possible. Or this is all Donald Trump's economy. Which one are you going with there, Brad? Well, it's neither. <laughs> it's obviously <laughs> neither. It's neither. <laughs> it, it's, it's neither. Um uh, there was absolutely no surprise mm-hmm. in these numbers. They have been predicted that there would be somewhere between six and ten percent growth at some point. So we're in the we're in the sixes right now, and that's that's just fine. You really don't want it to be too much out of control for for all the right reasons. And um, there's just nothing bad about those those kinds of numbers and the number of people who applied for unemployment is uh, dropping slightly each week it's not it's not low it's still in the 500,000 sure. area and before the pandemic 
if it ever reached 200,000, it was a crisis. Yeah. And the financial markets would, would just shit all over the floor. Now we're thrilled about 500,000 plus people only uh, applying for, for unemployment in the past uh, week. So, you know, our, our standards change. And, and, and this is just like with the coronavirus death count. There are still hundreds of people dying every day across the country. I just saw another couple people in the county that we're in, Britt Guilford, a couple more people in our county just died of, yeah. of, uh, of coronavirus. So it's the risk still here is there. still The risk in our county is still very high. It's, still, yeah. it's and, in the very high category. Right. And I, I guess the, the new culture war battleground, it's not new. But it seems to be uh, above all others is uh, about masks outdoors and masks on kids. And when is this going to stop? When are we going to get our freedom back? Blah, blah. When is it ever, ever going to end? And I would think, again, if you had any degree of intelligence, you would look and you would see here's what happens in a large country with a big population that takes its foot off the gas pedal of being careful and you get India and no, we're not as primitive as India. We're not as agrarian. I understand that. But back in January, February, they were sure they had it nailed. They had Mm -hmm. it down. They won. The rest of the world was, was, was peaking again. And, and India Go ahead, and they started holding gigantic political rallies again. Right, and 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 you could go to large cities, and you wouldn't see anybody wearing a mask. And what happened? It turned right back around, and now they seem to be on an out of control trajectory. So yeah, it's a crisis. It's a full on crisis in India right it's now. Full on crisis there, but uh, because we have this real problem in the United States of we just don't learn we don't want to look at examples from other countries when we don't agree with the result even though we should mm-hmm. um we need to look back at the the, the 1918 uh, spanish flu virus because i'm positive that was at minimum a a, a two-year cycle yeah. where uh it wasn't just the first winter of, of 2018 or of 1918 where it, it peaked and it, it came back and it came back with great ferocity. And the only difference is that we have a vaccine right now that is taking a lot of us off the playing field for the most part. But if we're going to have 25, 30, 40 percent of people who aren't vaccinated, well, that's enough to keep the, the sucker rolling. And then a few months from now, those of us who've been vaccinated here in January, February, March, we're going to be at that six, seven, eight month mark where they're going to say you need to get another shot. And we're going to have a whole new group of vaccine resistors, right? We're going to have people who are dumb enough to have said, well, I got the first one. That's good enough. I got two from Pfizer. Why do I have to get it? You know, we're going to have to have the same discussions over and over and over again, even though it's it's. It's kind of obvious. So we've got an advantage. We do have an advantage over 1918, but we will not have that advantage. We will lose it if we just give in to this idea of everybody rip off their mask 
be done with it. And uh, all the uh, the CDC guidance is bullshit. And Dr. Fauci is a liar. And Dr. Fauci is the secret puppet of socialist control over our lives by sometimes saying masks are, are necessary. Uh, maybe they're not. He's just the worst human being ever. He is just a son of a bitch. God damn it. I wish we had Scott Atlas in charge of everything. That oh, guy that, knew his, yeah. if, 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 if that happens, if that happens, you know, we're going to go another. I'll, I'll tell you, here's a. Here's a, a personal story from the Brad Notebook. Um, okay. uh, I have a, a, a group of friends of mine who want to plan something for all of us to get together. Soon? In the fall? No, you can't do that. You cannot do that right now. Uh, my take is we can't plan anything for our group of guys until safely until the fall of 19, or 2022. 2022, a year and a half from now, if a year and a half from now it isn't gone or it isn't squashed to the point where we can all freely travel and not worry about it, then we're in more trouble than we know. But Probably. I think to, 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 uh, to pick uh, some kind of venue and book it and get people to make reservations now for the fall, I think you're, you're, you're playing with fire. And we're, go you're back, playing with uh, fire because of India. Look at India. Look at that country. Look at that country. I want to look at. A, I want to go back to this little chestnut here. Um, I'm seeing anecdotally. I have not checked this out, but I'm seeing anecdotally online of people who are being harassed because Tucker Carlson said on television that you should call the police if you see a child outside right. wearing a mask, and you should, it is akin to child abuse. I'm seeing parents who right. have been harassed by uh, idiots who watch Fox News. Right. Yeah. I mean, he said that about a week and a half ago. He said that right. about a week and a half ago, and. Uh, this is the, you know, uh, I mean, this is his playbook, and he's going, he's going all in. And people listen to him, and of course they're gonna they're gonna say stupid things. Hey, I got somebody who uh, I I think we need to to also call more. out here right now. His yeah. name is Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. ah James Kimmel. Yeah, uh, uh, Jimmy Kimmel's having the uh, my pillow guy on oh, Mike God. Lindell. Okay. And uh, let's just bottom line this. Remember, my pillow guy is an anti-vaxxer. He is a conspiracy theorist. He is all in on Trump. Had the election stolen from him. He's being sued by these companies that make the voting machines because he's continued to propagate the lie that they changed votes from uh, some betting parlor in Thailand or something. They had that ability, and they they didn't, and they, they weren't even involved. And he should not be a guest who is brought on by a guy like Jimmy Kimmel unless Jimmy Kimmel is going to play Mike Wallace on him and really go tough on him, which I doubt that he's going to do that. He's going to yuck it up with him. He's going to do for my pillow guy what Jimmy Fallon did for Donald Trump when he tussled his hair. By the way, Jimmy Fallon never recovered. From that. Good, good. He shouldn't. Never. Um. So. Uh, I th- I think it's a it's a disgrace. Shouldn't have, shouldn't do it. Did he do it already? Am I behind on this? Did he have him on already? I guess he did. Was it last night? Did I miss it? 
Yeah, it was last night. I'm looking at the article right now. The actual interview, which was preceded by a, a MyPillow commercial on the New York broadcast, began with a montage of Lindell's most unhinged rants about yeah. what he still seems to believe was a stolen presidential election. When Jimmy asked his guest if he had been vaccinated, Lindell said no, which helped explain why they were not uh, together in a pillow-filled fi- bed, as previously promised. I meant for rabies, Kimmel joked. <laughs> Kimmel suggested Lindell actually has... A lot in common with Hunter Biden, given their shared history of addiction to crack cocaine and asked him directly about the source of his paranoia and the fact that he's apparently been in hiding for several months. I don't know. It sounds like he's being pretty tough on him, Brad. All right. Okay. That's right. right. I've been working hard on this election and the machines, Lindell said vaguely, and they've got some of the basic biography out of the way. Lindell admitted he didn't know anything about politics until he met Donald Trump in 2016. This is a common story. Some of right, you so, would say some of you would some people would say you still don't, Mike. To be honest, Kimmel replied later. He told Lindell, "A lot of people don't want you to come on the show, liberals and conservatives. Everybody said they told me you don't don't have you on the show, and they told you don't go on the show. But I think it's important we talk to each other." Jimmy Kimmel said. Kimmel added, "I don't think there's any validity to this stuff that you're saying, and I've studied you. I really have. While he finds a lot of it's funny, the host said a lot of these ideas you espouse, I think you could potentially draw a line from those." to the riot we had in the Capitol where people were killed and a lot of bad things. So he was challenging Mike Lindell on this, bread. All right. Well, you know what? I apologize to Jimmy Kimmel. It sounds like yeah. he did a good job. I apologize right here. I, I was wrong. But at the same time, I still don't think he should have had him on at all. Right. Because even when a guy like that gets taken down, it doesn't matter. It, it spreads his brand. It, it, it spreads his, his, his ideas. And uh, we know that Jimmy Kimmel uh, cut his chops as a Howard Stern wannabe in radio in, in Tampa and Seattle and, and Los Angeles. And the game is, of course, have the, the, the biggest crackpots on you can and promote it and get ratings. I, I get that. That being said, if he really held his feet to the fire, good for Jimmy Kimmel. But I don't think you should use uh, your show to put that kind of a person on there. I just don't think you do it. And uh, the question, I guess, would have to be posed to the uh, the uh, other late night hosts: Would they ha- would would Trevor Noah have him on? Would Fallon have him on? Would Colbert have him on? Would Sabantha B yeah. have him on? I don't know. I don't know. But I I I I just don't like it. I don't like he it. said, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Kimmel said, do you think it's ever weird objectively looking at yourself? Why it is the only person in the country who has this evidence is a guy who sells pillows on cable. Lindell could not answer that question, showing no signs of self-awareness and prompted Kimmel to express what seemed like genuine concern. I worry about you. He said, I feel like you're maybe self-destructive and that you've lost everything repeatedly so many times in your life. By the end of the interview, after Lindell denied urging Trump to impose martial law if necessary, and claimed that he never meant for his $50,000 donation to Linwood's legal fund to help out Kenosha shooter Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, He returned to challenge his doppelganger to a pillow fight at the Minnesota State Fair. Ultimately, as could have been expected, Lindell emerged relatively unscathed, fully on the joke and laughing it up with the two comedians as Kimmel cut to a commercial. So part of what you said, part of your fear was true on that. You're back to criticizing him now. I I now retract. I now retract. My apology to Jimmy Kimmel, because you just if you end it with yuck yucks and laughs under the guise of, well, you know, I am the Jimmy Kimmel show, so I can't you know, I, I can't be uh, Torquemada as a prosecutor here. I still have to get 
some entertainment value out of this, then it's wrong. You shouldn't have him on the show. Right. You just shouldn't do it. So I'm, I'm going back to my original position, although he didn't do as bad a job for much of the segment, which I will watch later on. And I guess I'm guilty of what I say about other people. I didn't read the book. I hadn't seen the movie, and I'm commenting mm-hmm. on it. I'm commenting on a segment that I really haven't seen yet. I'm just going by by uh, you know, your, your reading of what was said. So uh, I'm going to attack me. For, for well, because I, I thought this was a, a booking for for next week for for a long time uh, out in front of me. So my fault. Speaking my bad, of giving people bad. exposure and think, how do, how are you on this Elon Musk hosting Saturday Night Live situation? That's the same thing. Yeah, but, but it, it's the same thing, right? Um, he well, number one, obviously he doesn't need the uh, he doesn't need the publicity. It's not he doesn't have a new movie coming out. He doesn't have a no. you know, it isn't even one of those. Uh, you know, Saturday Night Live. Lord Lord Michaels is uh, brilliant and sinister at the same time, right? Right. He's he, and uh, you know there is this list of the worst hosts of Saturday Night Live ever, and it's almost a lock that Musk will go on there and there will be people. Well, he wasn't as bad as we thought. Oh, he's, yeah, he's kind of a funny guy. You know, they'll write around him or they'll, they'll do whatever they need to do. Um, but you know, for all we know, yeah, he could be in prison in a year after oh. all the stock manipulation that he's doing in public and, and this manipulation of, uh, the cryptocurrencies he's doing. Um, I mean, this is, this is bad stuff. This is bad stuff. And, and eventually, you know, it's, it's going to catch up with him. I think, I don't know whether he's going to be able to skate, you know, the rest of his life here. So well, what's the, what, what is Lauren Michaels thinking? Why, why would we ever need Elon Musk as, as the host of Saturday Night Live? What, what was, I mean, is that really supposed to get a lot of people to tune in or I, I don't understand what, what the thinking is on that. It's just famous. He's, I just think he does famous. these things. Well, I, I does, think I think maybe Lauren Michaels has figured out the show hasn't been entertaining for so long. Why right. not have somebody who's truly not entertaining? Who's, who's they, truly not? I mean, this is the kind of shit that five years ago. Yeah, hey, I'll put Donald Trump on. It'll be great. I was like, what? And then they did, and they, uh, you know, it, it was they tried to overcorrect over the period of those four years Donald Trump was in office by you know kicking his ass with Alec Baldwin and all that stuff. But geez, I just don't understand what Lauren Michaels is thinking. Some of the time, you know, like you said, he's a comic genius most of the time. And then he does. He just goes off the rails on this shit every now and again for no reason. Yeah. Plus, your musical uh, guest is Miley Cyrus. We've seen how many times have we seen Miley Cyrus on that show? Ugh, God. <laughs> yeah, what's that all about? That needs to be investigated, right? Uh, the president did speak. He gave an address to a joint session of Congress last night. There's the Ted Cruz story there. Ted Cruz roasted for appearing to nod off as Biden spoke. I believe he was dreaming back to those sunny days in Cancun. He blamed the president for making him sleep boring but radical. Uh, of course, it was a it was a good address. It was not the dementia field craziness that some people would have you believe. Joe Biden was in Britt, full control of his emotions and his speech. What did you think, uh, Britt? First of all, uh, it was Ted Cruz dreaming of that sunny day. Yeah, <laughs> didn't he turn right well, back around and fly well, that back? That was the plan the whole time. He was just going to get them settled and come back. I mean, that was what that was what was happening. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, uh, the 
uh, we can play the comparison game here in terms of optics and the rest. Uh, the small number of people in the chamber there, which I think I think I heard that that at capacity there's there's room for like twelve hundred people mm-hmm. in there. It's it's not as tiny as it may appear to be. There's a there's a whole upper thing and um uh i think it played to joe biden's advantage because he knows how to give a public speech and he also knows how to use his inside voice and his outside voice and he got very quiet and very deliberate at certain points and once again he talked straight to the camera and straight to the people at home who are the people who really matter when a term when in, in terms of uh, you know who's the recipient of this speech it's not the people in the room there and um, he, he he did fine he said what he was supposed to say and off we go and and we did not have to hear one person not one person in this country not one commentator not one say wow joe biden finally became a president because you know what <laughs> he's he's been a president since january 20th and only crazy people have doubted that. And people like Ted Budd, they're not going to step forward now and say, well, gee, wow, he finally became a president. No, you can't say that because you don't acknowledge that he's really the president. You can't have that both ways. So um, I, I think it's about time that anybody who thinks that, that, that Joe Biden is not in command of him, just stop saying that and stop giving him credit when he doesn't fall over himself uh, and, 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 and sound like a bumbling. It, he's not that way. No, he's, he's not that way. And, and stop saying it. They're going to try. They're going to try to tell you that, but it's, it's not true. And, now the Washington post did fact check him on a couple of things and this is, they're, they're trying so hard, but they just, they can't, they don't have to work nearly as hard as last time. This is the one of them I'll show you. The economy created more than 1.3 million new jobs in 100 days. Well, the Washington Post did fact check it, and they said he underestimated. He, that's a very conservative estimate. It's probably more than that. So Joe Biden is lying, Brad. Joe Biden is already starting off lying to the American people about the number of jobs that have been created in the first 100 days. <laughs> this is what they well, have to do minute. to fact check so he didn't. He, did, he didn't lie. That's like saying... That's like saying that he lied because he said we'd get 100 million shots into people in 100 days, and we got 220 million. So he lied. Okay. Yes, clearly. <laughs> he, 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 uh, under, he uh, underestimated and over-deli- he underpromised and over-delivered, which, by the way, in business, that's the worst thing you can do, right? It is. Under-promise, yeah. You're supposed to over-promise and never deliver. Never deliver your health care plan, right? Never, never do. If I go, to, if I go somewhere and I go, if they go. Well, how, how much do you weigh? I'm two twenty five. I get on the scale on two twenty. Ah, oh, shit! I lied. I'm sorry. I feel bad. Yeah. About that. I mean, that's 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 essentially right. what they've got him on now. There was right. there right. was a couple of things like this thing about him with President G traveling seven uh, seventeen thousand miles or something, and he's you know he's he said that before. But this is like the best stuff they got. This is such little league shit compared to the you know the Donald Trump shit where it was like my dick is 158 miles long. It's just so huge. You know, it, it, it's just it's like many mouse shit that they're having to get on him. 
now that they they've got a fact checker we hired a fact checker and you have to you have to fact check joe biden and it's like it's it's a a fraction of what you had to do over the past four years right but don't you think you could lay off some of the fact checking staff some i mean if you if you had four people i think you can get away with two or one there you go joe biden is already making sure joe biden is already hurting our economy making sure that people are laid off right there yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, the the uh, response to Joe yeah. Biden was given by Senator Tim Scott of uh, South Carolina. And um, uh, uh, honest to God, it, it's like it's like being in Germany in 1933 and being a Jew and saying, you know, we can work with the Nazis. They're they're not that bad. <laughs> Okay. Right. They're, they're really, it, but it's, it's 1933-34, and there aren't concentration camps yet, and everybody around the world is seeing what's happening, and, and you're a Jew in Germany, and you're the one Jew who says, you know, I've, I've got a decent business, and it, it's, it's doing fine. And, and we, my, family, we can, my family's still around. My family wasn't murdered, so right. I'm good. So Tim Scott, Tim Scott the, the one black Republican a member of the uh, United States Senate. Are there any black Republican members of the House? I'm not sure. I'm not either, yeah. Um, I know there's some Hispanic uh, Republican members of Congress. But but so, so here comes Tim Scott. And uh, America is not a racist country. He wanted you to know that. America is not a racist country. And uh, in the broadest sense... For you, Brit, for me, I don't sit around every day and think about if America is a racist country. It, it doesn't affect me on a day-to-day basis, certainly, and it doesn't affect me when I go out and get in my car, and if I see a police officer uh, driving behind me, and even if he has his lights on, I'm not thinking that this could be the last three minutes of my life. Don't have to worry about that. Um, but I, I, I'd rather compare this to what was said, again, about Trump all the way through his presidency, no matter what he did. And when someone would start to say Donald Trump is a racist, you remember this dodge, this this wiggle? It was, no, Donald Trump's not a racist. He says racist things. He does things that appear to be racist. <laughs> right. But I know him well. I've been at his country club. I've had dinner with her. I've known Donald Trump, and, and he's not a racist. Okay, so you're making this distinction without a a difference in uh, a country that does have undeniably a 400 year track record of using black people to one degree or another to build the country and not reward them and not give them the opportunities that uh, the rest of us non black people have had all these years and tim scott can go whistling in the graveyard all he wants and tim scott can think that uh, all his republican uh, cohorts in the senate just think he's a great guy just think he's a super <clears throat> super guy right. meanwhile most of them went along with the idea that not only are we going to acquit uh, uh donald trump a couple of times while he was uh, being impeached but that all of the laws that are being passed around the country in republican dominated legislatures your party mr scott they're not directed at you 
Tim Scott, and they're not directed at black people in general because America is not a racist country. They're just there to ensure the integrity of the vote. And we all want every vote to count and we want all uh, 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 votes to be counted. Right. And, and we want so he can he can be that way all he wants. But I don't think very many people are fooled by him. Apparently going to be in South Carolina were, though. This will be very uh, unfair to Tim Scott, but, and it's going to be mostly a visual. If you're watching, we'll explain. If you're listening, we'll explain what's going on. I have this story from Politico where he says America is not a racist country. And now this screen grab from a few years ago from NPR, black GOP senator says he's been stopped by police seven times in a year. That was from an interview on uh, NPR. So, and I think right, that was but, actually from a, 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 a floor speech. So it's but, not a racist but, country, but just coincidentally, he's been stopped by seven uh, cops seven times in one year. Well, it doesn't matter what you throw up there. He's not going to say just because this happened, right? There is systematic racism in the right. United States. It's just unlucky. I got an idea, and and you know, Britt, uh, in the end, we want to uh, not just be so uh, critical and negative about everything. But I got a great idea to solve at least part of the problem that results in uh, uh, black men, in particular, being shot by police officers and and killed. We need to have the equivalent of the giant vaccine distribution sites. We need to have giant taillight replacement sites set up all over America. And, and we've got to do it like we did with vaccines. We have to prioritize. Black people get to go first because apparently – the number of black people without functioning taillights is off the charts. It's stunning. And they're constantly being stopped for taillights that are out. Now, let's take that to where that may come from. That, therefore, assumes that black people never get their cars inspected in states right. that have state inspections, which is most of them. Because you can't pass your inspection if your taillights are out, right? They make you replace them before you can get approval and get your registration renewed. So I would like to see the numbers matched up here on how many of these taillight infractions involve people with unregistered vehicles. Because you never hear that. They, right. they just seem to have cars, and, and maybe there's systematic racism at, at car dealers and used car dealers. They keep selling black people cars with non-functioning taillights and well, they keep I, getting stopped and they I keep feel like getting that shot. happens. I feel like that happens on car lots across America. They have the, the, the cars they're going to sell to white people and the cars are going to sell to black folks. Yeah. And, and, the, and the ones with, with the black, black car, with a black car, you know, you make the deal and while you're making the deal and since you're black, you're getting a confiscatory interest rate on, on the car loan. They're going to tie you up for, for 72 months and you can't afford it. And they're right. ripping you off there out in the parking lot. They got a guy who, uh, pulls off the plastic and unscrews the tail light. <laughs> That's what he right? does, or takes it out, so <laughs> right. that you're going to get stopped at a, at a certain point. So, uh, and if that, they somehow that needs to it, be looked at, yeah. if they screw up somehow and they sell you one of the white cars, if you're a black person, when you go back for inspection, they have to unscrew the tail lights when you do the inspection. That's how they have to fix it. Right. Brad and Brit.com.